Hello, and welcome to this podcast from Consider This. Please let me know what you think and tell others about us on social media. This podcast was originally broadcast live on Northumberland 89.7 FM. You can hear this show live every Friday at noon. Thank you for downloading this program, and I hope you enjoy it. Hello, I'm Robert Washburn, and welcome to Consider This Northumberland, a current affairs program dedicated to the issues facing our community. We talk to the people on the front lines and those behind the scenes who make a difference in your life in Northumberland County. So I'm asking you, the listener, to take some time out of your busy day to consider this. Northumberland County spends nearly $1.5 million supporting local daycare. This is on top of fees paid by parents. Despite the county's contribution, daycare operators are struggling to stay open. On today's show, Leslie Patterson, manager of the Early Years Service Programs for Northumberland County, will talk about the funding crisis in daycare. Recently, operators across Ontario expressed concern about a possible closure of daycares due to a lack of funding from the province. It froze fees two years ago. This was all part of a federal-provincial plan to provide affordable daycare. The goal is to provide $10 per day daycare by 2025. Patterson will explain what is going on in Northumberland. Parents are paying a lot less with the frozen fee structure. In some cases, it is now about half of what parents were paying before the freeze. But none of this pays for the additional operational support, some capital projects, and other parental assistance. That is where the county comes in to help. It is all compounded by the lack of spaces. There is currently a waiting list of nearly 1,500 families. I'm so pleased to have with me today Leslie Patterson, the manager of Early Years Services Program for Northumberland County. Welcome back to Consider This. Thank you for having me. A number of daycare providers, including the provincial YMCA, are saying the daycares will start to close if the provincial government doesn't fix its funding model. Is this true? Uh, With the implementation of the Canada-wide early learning and child care uh, strategy, which um, most of the operators in Northumberland County have signed on to, there was um, part of that process was freezing the fees for children zero to five uh, at the March 2022 rate. And prior to that happening, we were going through COVID, as you know, and many operators have not probably raised their fees since before that. So we're going on four or five years where many operators have had a, a freeze on their fees, even prior to sea wealth. So with that being said, we know inflation is growing and we know with childcare, there's lots of costs, food, um, occupancy costs, purchasing equipment, staffing, all those sorts of things. So well, Um, the fees were frozen, those things aren't freezing. And the funding isn't really at this point keeping up. The province does provide some funding support for inflationary costs, but the gap is wider than that funding. So there are some pressures that are being being looked at across the province. Fortunately, right currently in Northumberland right now, we don't have any operators closing and we're working very hard with the operators on not. There is a new funding model being proposed for uh, licensed childcare. We have not yet seen that model, so we're not sure how that's going to affect us. 
so we are funded through uh, province funding, which is uh, our core childcare funding. And then we also have the CWALC funding and early learning and childcare funding, which is the federal portion. So we're not sure how are there, if they're gonna mesh these, what the new funding model is gonna look like. Uh, we all have big hopes that it's going to address these concerns. They have been flagged with the province and they have been working you know, with system managers to try uh, to look at how to address these. I think until that new funding model comes out and we see how that impacts us, we're not going to have a real picture at this time. Uh, but do agree with the frozen fees. Uh, there are, you know, struggles are starting to show. You said you're working with the daycares. Can you describe for us what it is you're exactly doing to help them so that we don't see any closures in Northumberland? Uh, we try to look at our funding, ways we can maximize that funding. So we receive funding to help with repairs and maintenance, um, special, per special purpose funding to help maybe with training, which we know recruitment and retention is a strategy we're working on. So we try to provide supports for that, uh, play-based equipment. Uh, we're very lucky in Northumberland County that our county does put in some additional dollars to help support childcare. So we do, we are trying to find ways to maximize our funding. That does mean uh, actually coming into 2024, our funding is really stretched and the operators know that, uh, but they also know we try our hardest. We meet with them regularly. We have discussions. We have staff that go out and try to help you know, to see where there could be cost savings. You know, maybe there's ways we can cooperate, work together. Our community of early childhood educators, our community of operators are so amazing in Northumberland County. I can't stress that enough. And they do work together to support each other on helping through through this. So uh, we're, we're in this together. <laughs> How much money is allotted uh, from the county budget to go towards the things we've just talked about? Well, some of it is mandatory and then some of it is, um, there is additional funding. So the county does put in over and above the mandatory mandatory costs uh, for childcare. Can you review for us the agreement that was reached by the federal and the provincial governments to provide $10 a day daycare? It's different in every province, how every province is rolling out Canada-wide early learning and childcare is different. So I can only speak really to Ontario. Um, I don't know if there is a real full picture of the plan at the moment. Again, we're waiting for that new funding model, which I think is trying to address some of the gaps we've been identifying with the way they rolled it out. I think the idea of rolling out Seawalk as quickly as we did was to try right away to get some relief to families. So immediately there was a 25% reduction to fees to, to operators who signed on. So I think the initial part of Seawalk was to really address the family's needs first. And that was the 25% and then 50%. So 50% of the fees are reduced um, for the children zero to four, five. Um, so I think that was the main piece. So now we're working on those other pieces like wage compensation and uh, expansion of the new spaces. The province is supposed to expand by 80,000 new spaces. So uh, we're, you know, we're working towards that. And, and I think, you know, in Northumberland, we're very lucky that our operators, most of them pay well for the area. I mean, obviously ECEs deserve more than they get paid even by our operators that pay well, but many of them pay well that they don't actually qualify for some of the C-Wealth 
compensa wage compensation supports. So while it's excellent that this is happening, some of our operators actually are not receiving that benefit because they already were paying a somewhat decent salary. So for clarity's sake, so what would be the average cost to parents in Northumberland for daycare? Well, that's a good question. I haven't actually worked out that that average cost. Uh, every center has their own fee structure, so it varies. The reason I'm interested in is, is that we do talk about $10 a day daycare, and you just mentioned a whole bunch of uh, specific things where we're parents are able to save money for these uh, very young children, the newborns up to four years old. Do we have any idea of how many $10 a day spaces are there? Do we do we know that? Or... Um, the province is working towards an average of $10 a day. Uh, currently, we are our uh, limit is 12. So nowhere are we to go lower than $12. In North Armand, Northumberland, I believe it's only our nursery school that's actually at that um, that level. Uh, all our other ones are a little bit above the $12 still, but we are working uh, towards that. So uh, currently the $12 is the limit, not 10. Um, not saying it won't go to there. Again, it's uh, rolling out in, in steps. So right now uh, we only have one that's at that level, but we have others that are approaching it. And then we also have families who can qualify for fee subsidy on top of that. So they would still get the CWALC benefit, plus they still might qualify for fee subsidy, which also helps with part of their parent portion. It was the YMCA provincial body that uh, was speaking out about the concerns around possible closures. And uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I understand that in Northumberland, in regards to licensed daycare, 20 of our uh, daycares are run by the YMCA and about eight are independent, at least according to the Northumberland County website. Is that Are those numbers correct, considering that the YMCA feels the most vulnerable? Does um, that paint an accurate picture? I think the YMCA does have a large portion of our um sites but a lot of those sites are school age sites so in Northumberland, we have uh 13 programs that service children zero to four so that is really where seawalk is focused on and two licensed home child care agencies so those are the main ones that are serving uh children in the zero to four age group and of those the ymca operates So they have Beatrice Strong, YMCA here, Terry Fox. That are their full day programs. All right. Now, I, I know we've been talking a lot about the $10 a day, but if if the YMCA is operating so many of the daycares, whether it's school age or, or the very young, across, across the county, and with all this provincial funding that's going on, what does that say about the stability of Northumberland County's YMCA-based daycares? I mean, is, is there really a threat to that? Or as you said earlier, we're, we're on fairly stable ground. Could you clarify the picture for me? I think currently in Northumberland County, all our child cares are on fairly stable ground, but uh, it's you know, it's a work in progress. It's, it's always working together. I would say currently our YMCA is uh is stable although you know depending how the funding model changes again without the fees being raised there's all those caveats so right now 
Well, in Northumberland, we are very fortunate that we're not facing those challenges as yet. I'm not saying we're never going to face those challenges if changes aren't coming to the funding model. You mentioned this a little earlier, but in 2022, when all of this was rolled out, the province promised 86,000 new spaces. Um, Have you seen any new spaces created by the provincial government in Northumberland? Uh, we opened 10 infant spaces uh, earlier this year in Brighton at Bright Brighton Children's Centre. So they were pre-planned, but they counted towards our growth. Uh, we're currently working on uh, four new uh, sites that we're in the planning stages for. Uh, one in Workworth, two in Port Hope, uh, one in um, Colberg, uh, and also we have licensed home childcare expanding by our two operators. So we are looking by the end of 2024 to hopefully open 228 new licensed childcare spaces. That's our goal at the moment. Uh, we do have a target of 404 spaces. By when? 2026. And no. we also do have a, a project that's been approved with the French Catholic Board for a 49 space center in the new school build that's coming to Coburg. Uh, so uh, that is part of our 404 spaces also. Is that meeting the demand? It's a start. It's a start. <laughs> um, I think we have to start somewhere. Uh, it is a demand, not just in Northumberland County, but across the province. And I, I think we do have to start somewhere. So this will put, you know, we have 607 spaces currently for children zero to four. So by adding 228 spaces, that that's a, you know, it's a nice chunk uh, to add to those 607 we have, but we're going to keep growing. We still, you know, have more to grow. If I was to give you a magic wand and you were able to wave it, Ideally, how many spaces would you like to create in the next year or two? Uh, we currently have a wait list of about 1,500 children for zero to four. So ideally, I'd probably like to create that many spaces. Uh, but there are a lot of uh, resources that go into doing that. Um, so... We're getting there slowly. And then in Northumberland, you, you know, like I said, it's across the whole province. So we're working hard towards it. And our operators are really striving. They're trying their hardest to find ways to meet the needs of families. They're the ones that have to talk to the parents and tell them, you know, you're on a wait list. You know, we have, um, you know, we hear from parents who are going back to work who have, are struggling to find a space. So we're, you know, we're excited that some of those new spaces will be infant spaces because that's where we have a big demand. There are calls for what is, is said to be a full cost recovery model. And you've mentioned several times in our conversation that there's a, a new model floating out there. What is a full cost recovery model and what is the county's uh, thoughts on that as a as a an approach to funding daycare as we're proceeding with CWELC, um the county the province the federal government we're we're going to be in the area where we're going to be funding centers 80 to 90 percent of their operations so uh you know it's it's for the zero to four age group so it, it's really going to be a commitment of all partners all partnerships 
Uh, I think the cost recovery is looking at what's reasonableness on costs. It's looking at having a structure for um, wage compensation that's more equitable across all operators. Um, it's it's trying to make sure we have quality in place. Quality is a very big piece of early childhood education of what we do. It's near and dear to our heart. And we want to make sure those quality pieces stay intact. As much as we want to open new spaces, we also want to make sure they're quality spaces for children and families. So that's top of mind. So I don't I I don't know what a funding model is going to look like. I, I will say in Northumberland, we're waiting to see what they give us. We have ideas, but we haven't spent a lot of time delving into the pros and cons because we got to see what we get. And uh, we have a lot of energy and a lot of other things happening right now. So um, I think cost recovery would mean, like we're saying, is they wouldn't have to worry about those inflationary costs. So even though their fees are frozen and parents are paying that much, if it costs another 30 on top of the frozen rate, then they have to pay, you know, then the, the government funding would help with that other $30 for the space. So right now that's what's happening. The fees are frozen and there's not enough funding coming in and not just the fees are frozen, but in Northumberland, I can, I can only speak to Northumberland is we provide our operators with general operating grant, which helps offset those costs. You know, is that funding going to be available? A center cannot just operate, most centers, I'm not going to say all, but most centers cannot just operate on fees alone. And in Northumberland County, we actually have some of the lowest fees in the province where we're in the bottom bottom few. And part of that, I like to say, is because we help fund them and help them, um, you know, work through that. But that fund, that extra funding is so crucial. So even though we're talking about the frozen fees, there's other funding that layers into this that's important to the ongoing operations of childcare. This week, the families minister, the federal families minister, Janice Suds, said the provinces had their eyes wide open when they signed on for the $10 a day daycare. And I'm just going to quote her now as it was reported. She said, the provinces and territories entered into these agreements, eyes wide open and knowing what the expectations were, knowing how many spaces were expected to be created and what dollars were on the table for them to work with. I fully, and I fully expect we'll continue working with them to ensure that this is successful. What is the takeaway for you when you hear her say that? I think everyone is working with the right intent of working towards $10 a day childcare across Canada, a national childcare plan. I think there are a lot of other factors that go into childcare that not maybe um, some of some of the people who don't live it and breathe it every day like we do uh, don't understand some of those additional costs. So while they're making plans at higher levels, as they trickle down into actual implementation and operation, sometimes it looks differently. So I'm not exactly you know sure of the whole conversation there, but I, I do believe sometimes they may have to go back and relook and rethink and retweak when you actually see how it rolls out. So you might have a thought in mind, but when it when it comes down to the people actually doing it. If there are steps that are overlooked, you might have to go revisit it. So I'm not I'm not sure entirely what that article was about. I saw the headline. I didn't get to read it. Um, I'm not saying they didn't know what was happening, but I also think things change when you actually go to implementation. So 
uh, maybe there needs to be some revisitation. And again, every province did it differently. Is there something that's working better somewhere else? I, I don't know. So, you know, it would be good to maybe have that, those, the higher levels have some of those discussions and really look at things. If you I, could have the ear of those higher levels, what would be some of the factors that you would like them to think about um, so that they could get this right for Northumberland? Proper compensation for early childhood educators. Um, making sure it's a respectable wage that they can live on, a living wage, because they our early childhood educators are worth working with our future. And the beginning, we all know every dollar spent now saves, depends what research you read, but seven to $20 in the future, it's a, it's a return on investment. Um, the sooner we can help a child identify needs when they're younger, the sooner, the more um, successful they're gonna be in school, the more successful their future is going to be. So early childhood education has a lot of trickle effects upwards in future. So I think they really need to look at that. Um, Sorry, can you repeat the question? <laughs> no, no. If I was just saying, if you had the ear of these people who are higher up. So yes, the, fun, the funding for ECEs, 100%. That's one of our number one, qual the, the number one indicator of quality care is registered ECEs. That's your number one quality indicator. And trying to open all these centers, we know we have a shortage of ECEs across the province. We need to build up that workforce. We need to make it an attractive profession for people to go into because they're so crucial and so critical to our life. Um, and again, it's also workforce development, right? You need child cares to operate so parents can go to work, to go to school. So it's so crucial to have that. So I think that's one of the number one areas is ensuring that all early childhood educators, whether they work in a for-profit, non-profit school board, that they have uh, equitable compensation to um to that so i think that's a, a very huge stepping stone um in, in in ensuring this works is the county advocating on behalf of the various daycare operators in northumberland uh to get on with it to get on with what Sorry. to get on with getting this problem solved getting these models in place and and moving the system forward so it can grow and 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 do so in a healthy way Oh, our operators, we all work together. We meet regularly. We work together. No, I know that locally. I'm talking about the higher levels, the, oh, we, the province. And the, do you, does the county advocate to yes. that level? Yes, the county advocates to that level. We do that with our fellow uh, SSM partners. There's 47 of us across the province. We're all advocating. We all identify some of the challenges and we're all working together to um highlight them to the province and hopefully they take that in consideration when they're looking at the new funding model and some of you know some of the things they want to happen we don't we need the resources to make happen it's nice to say we want 86,000 new spaces across the province but um we need resources to make that happen financial human uh, all sorts of different things. So we need to make sure those are in place because we we don't want to jeopardize quality and I think that's one of the you know we heard that recently, and I and I don't remember where I heard it. So, but I heard it recently where they're talking about you know changing the number of ECEs or changing the ratios. We don't want to change the ratios. We we, we want that quality programming. It, you know, we think you know you got to build the system within. You don't want to dilute it. 
because quality care is so important. We, we believe in what we do and the value of it to the children and families. And we don't want to just be a child minding. We're early years, we're education, we're early learning. And we want to make sure that stays, that integrity stays with our programs. You've referenced several times in our conversation that there's going to be a new model being rolled out. Has there been any indication at all as to when that might happen? November 2023. <laughs> um, we're waiting for it. It's supposed to be any day now because we're supposed to have time to work it through and be able to implement it because often these changes come with a lot of responsibility on the service system manager to develop procedures and policies to implement it. So we're hoping that we'll have enough time um, to get it in enough time that we can do it in a thoughtful manner of implementation. Again, we're not sure if it's going to come with very strict guidelines or guidelines where we have some local discretion, uh, probably be a combination of both. But until we see that, um, it's, it's hard to speculate. What's next locally? What What are the next steps you see rolling out in the next few weeks and months in Northumberland? Uh, we're going to continue to work with our partners on the four new sites that we're working on um, on, on building or, or creating. So we're working with our local partners. We're in the planning stages of, you know, floor plans, securing funding and things like that. So that's a, a crucial part. Uh, we're keeping up with our recruitment and retention strategies. So we've done quite a few of that in Northumberland County. We've engaged school boards and employment programs with new materials, including a video, you can go on our website and see it, of a variety of early childhood education positions in Northumberland County and why you'd wanna come work in Northumberland County. Uh, we consolidated a list of all our local EC employment opportunities on our county's website. So there's a single point of access. So if you're looking to come and be an EC in Northumberland, you can see all of the opportunities at once. We produce a digital marketing campaign. And one of the ones that's near and dear to our hearts is we've introduced a summer training program for some people who are looking for uh, work and or students. And that's in uh, connection with Fleming College and Watton's Employment Center where we have um, students or uh, 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 people searching for work participate in a six week program where two weeks are in class where they're learning you know, the beginnings of early childhood development, first aid CPR, food handlers. So we're giving them some of those skills that they need to go in and then they're doing a four week placement. We've done it for two years in a row and we've been very lucky that a lot of the people who've done it have either chosen to pursue a career in ECE and earn an early childhood education or they've stayed on their, um, where they've been placed, they've hired them as uh, either a childcare assistance or as dietary aides. So we, we really are encouraging that program to continue because a lot of people, I don't think, understand the rewards that come from working in a child care. And I don't know if they understand all the different things you can do. It's not just being an REC, which we need, but we also do need those assistance and those dietary aids and different kinds of positions. So um, that has been a really successful program. And we've been working with the school board on looking at um, doing that this year coming up. So I think our recruitment and retention is a very, a very big strategy uh, of what we're doing, um, working on our sites, working with the operators when the new funding model comes out, supporting them as best we can. 
Again, we're very close with our operators. We meet regularly. If they're having stress, they know they can call us and we're here to see what we can do to support. It's not always financial. There, there are other things that come up that um, we can see how we can help them. If you were to sit down across from any parent that's listening to this interview who has a small child or is about to have a child and you wanted to talk to them or say something to them about the current situation, what would you like to say to them? You need to get on a wait list as soon as possible if you're looking for licensed childcare. It is a reality and it's not just in Northumberland County. Again, as I said, it's across all of Ontario. Um, so wherever you, wherever you are in Ontario, if you are thinking of having a child, I would be looking at uh, childcare options now um, for the future. I would be advocating to your elected officials on the importance of early childhood education, the importance of licensed childcare, and why it's important to your family and your child, um, you know, about going, you know, going back to work and the education. So I would be, you know, encouraging them to advocate on behalf of their, their child and their future. Um, and, you know, getting out there and talking to the educators and, and telling them they're doing a good job too. <laughs> Leslie Patterson, I want to thank you so much for talking to me today. You're welcome. That was Leslie Patterson, Manager of Early Years Service Programs for Northumberland County. I want to thank my guests this week for talking to me, and I want to thank all the listeners for tuning in today. Please join me again next week when we will talk to the people on the front lines and those behind the scenes who make a difference in your life and Northumberland County. So please tune in. If you would like to listen or share this or any podcast, please check out my website at consider-this.ca. There you will find past podcasts, news, and other information about life and politics in Northumberland County. Or you can go to the radio station's website at northumberland897.ca. I'm Robert Washburn. Thanks for taking time out of your day to listen in, and I hope over the week you will continue to consider this. Thank you for listening to this podcast from Consider This. If you have any comments or would like to suggest a story, please contact me at considerthisnorthumberland at gmail.com or you can message me on Facebook at Consider This. If you enjoyed this podcast or are looking for more news and information about Northumberland County, please check out my website at consider-this.ca. That's consider-this.ca. And don't forget to share. And again, thank you for listening and stay tuned for more from Consider This.